0: Welcome in everyone to the Joseph Vohr Podcast on the JB Podcast Network. It's episode one and get excited because I'm going to give you guys a little bit more of my background just why I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to be recapping Hard Knocks episode three and of course as promised a nice little sit down conversation with my good friend who we will refer to right now as the player to be named later because he wanted to go anonymous here so he can give us his full stories for when he was traveling in Asia and all his crazy nights in Bangkok, so I've come up with a few different aliases, Ali, I don't know, whatever it is. I've come up with a few funny names for him, to which we will refer to him at uh, him as. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this smooth jazz music, and get ready for an epic podcast. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit boring. I'm just going to rattle off a little bit of my grinder bio here. No, I'm just kidding. But a little personal background of me. I'm a 21-year-old college student going to be a senior at Arizona State University. I'm studying sports business, but really what I discovered here at school is I didn't want to work for a sports team. I didn't want to do business. I wanted to be in media and I thought TV was cool for a while, but now I've really realized that working at a media company, whether it's like Barstool Sports or The Ringer and being able to have my own podcast, being able to blog about certain things and cover just a variety of topics, like I mentioned on that intro episode, sports, pop culture, entertainment, maybe a little bit of politics. I just want to be able to sit down and have long-form interviews with people and throw out my crazy Cleveland sports takes, like you'll hear me all the time calling the Browns America's team, or saying how the Cavs are better off without LeBron, unless you're listening to this LeBron, then come back, and I love you. Or, maybe that if everyone in the state of Ohio chips in $5 to a GoFundMe, maybe the Indians will actually be able to re-sign Francisco Lindor. Who knows? We'll see. And and also those are some crazy takes. You want to hear another one? In and out. Disgustingly overrated. I take a lot of heat for that. but well, whatever. I don't care. I own up to it. I think it's disgusting. It's a terrible burger, but whatever. That, that's, that's what I want to be able to talk about. That's what I enjoy consuming. And I want to be able to create content similar to that. And you know, why am I waiting now until my senior year to really get this passion project, I guess you could call it off the ground? Well, It wasn't until I got this internship this past summer with an awesome media company, the daily dropout. And if you don't know who they are, head over to the head over to YouTube. After you listen to this, subscribe to the daily dropout, check out the best prank skits. And you can see me doing interviews in Las Vegas in old town Scottsdale, South beach, Miami, Florida. And even when I went on spring break to Cabo San Lucas this past March, check out all those interviews. It's great stuff guys. But I learned there, you know, how to be able to create something like this. I now have the capabilities and the, you know, the techno the technology knowledge to uh, be able to pull this off and I wanted to make it great because I had the idea in my head. I just wasn't sure how to execute it. And now that I do, that's why I'm going all in on this and really going to make this my baby. So that's a little personal background on me. Now let's talk some hard knocks. Episode three, And if you guys don't know what Hard Knocks is, it's it's an HBO special, and they pick an NFL team every year, and they follow them through training camp, through the preseason. And really, you know, they focus on big storylines, but what Hard Knocks, what makes it so great is that they really focus on, like, the bubble guys, the guys that are kind of teetering on the edge of, are they going to make it past this round of cuts? Will they make the roster? And they really sort of tell those stories, and there's a lot of feel-good stories, and really since... And they always follow a team that's maybe either ascending or has been struggling for a while. Like when I started watching in 2016, and what's so another thing that's so great about Hard Knocks is that the way that they shoot it, they make it look like these guys who are on the brink of making the roster are going to be like pro bowlers. And then they don't even make the roster or these teams, they're going to be amazing. And then you look at the records. When I started watching in 2016, the Rams, they went four and 12 the Bucs, Buccaneers 5-11. Last year, my Browns, my Cleveland Browns, went 7-8-1. And and you're saying, well, that didn't make the playoffs. It wasn't a winning record. Well, shut up because we won four games in three years. That's actually pretty good. So what, what will the Raiders be? I don't know. They're much improved. Obviously, they have Antonio Brown, which leads me into why the Oakland Raiders are so interesting. They have John Gruden. They have a big personality as their head coach. They have Antonio Brown, who's really just been a drama fiasco, really just a middle school girl with guy troubles since probably the last few weeks of the season last year when he's still with the Steelers. And you know, and then, then there's all this stuff going on with his feet, the frostbite that he got in this hyperbaric chamber, and you know, the Raiders, they've an incredibly passionate fan base, and now they're moving to Vegas. And let me tell you guys, last time I was in Vegas, I saw the stadium being built, It is right off the highway. So if you're out and you're done uh, off the hot hand at the blackjack, roulette table, craps table, whatever it is, so take the time, sober up, and if it's going into Sunday morning, it's game day, I don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning, four in the morning, whatever it is, head over to the airport, get there early, avoid the traffic, or jump in your car and head back to Arizona or Southern California or wherever you came from, because it is going to be an absolute shit show trying to get there on Sundays coming up in the next uh, few years when they fully make the uh, the move to Vegas. So, it's going to be nothing to mess with. Um, but, you know, again, in, in this episode, and I love how they started off, um, Frank Caliendo, who's a comedian and does impressions, he he does a great John Gruden. I'm not going to go into it, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. But watch the episode or go on youtube and just look up frank caliendo he does impressions of anyone and you're going to need to block out like two hours of your day because you're just going to go down this rabbit hole and you're not going to be able to stop watching he is that good um then we saw more of the antonio brown uh, helmet fiasco um you know he has a helmet that's too old it can't get certified he's making a big deal about it he threat he's been threatening to walk away from football altogether which is incredible he's going to be leaving millions upon millions of dollars um, out there o- over a helmet, it- it's crazy. Um, John Gruden, he's standing by Antonio Brown, but after this latest one, the uh, general manager Mike Mayhawk, came out and said, "Well, it's about time he's all in or all out." Those are some pretty strong words. So we're gonna see how um, it all plays out. But like I said, Hard Knocks is all about the feel-good underdog story. Um, we have one guy, Darren Waller. Um, you know, classic story, incredibly talented, but. Got into substance abuse, went to rehab, and now he's having a great camp. And this isn't a guy teetering; he's gonna be—he's fighting to be a star, uh, possibly a starter. Um, he's had a terrific camp, and it really seems like he has his life on the right track. But the one big problem I have with this guy is one of the coaches dropped a Fight Club line on from the movie, went totally over his head. Oh my god! I want to like you, man, but you gotta know Fight Club, Brad Pitt—it's classic. Got to check that out. And also, Hunter Renfro—I love this guy. Great white hope at wide receiver. He was a beast at Clemson. This isn't a guy trying to make the roster. He's going to be a really solid contributor from the slot for the Raiders this year. He's 5'10", 185. He's got a receiving hairline. He's not cut. He's not lean. He looks like a 36-year-old guy who manages a bank that's located inside a grocery store. But he's out there just making defensive backs look silly, and he gets out in open space, and he's crafty, and he's elusive. This guy's a beast. Game-winning touchdown, remember that, against Alabama in college. Won two national titles. Hunter Runfro. great white American hope. So that's enough hard knocks. At the end, the Raiders, they dominated against the Arizona Cardinals, and they dominated number one pick and rookie Kyler Murray. Boy, did they look bad. The Cardinals have a mess of an offensive line. Ugh, sickening to talk about, but whatever. The Raiders are now 2-0. We'll see how that continues to rock, but that's enough Hard Knocks, like I said. Let's go ahead and get to this player to be named later. I'm gonna hit him with some aliases, ali, whatever it is. So, let's do this. The interview with the player to be named later. All right, everyone, so as promised, we are here with the player to be named later. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good to I'm, see you. I'm good to see you, let's, let's catch up. you have had some crazy stories, some crazy business ventures, but we want to find out who, what we're going to refer to you as. So I've come up, I came this. up with two... Um, I still... Is it alias? Ali? Aliases? I think it's aliases. Okay, That's I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But I came up with a few here. The first one... Um, now, if you choose this one, just be cautious because this one is near and dear to my heart. This is... If I ever was a porn star, this would be my porn <laughs> name. It's uh, David Chicago. David Chicago. So David Chicago is one of your options. And then the other one, the funny story is, so, you know, like at the beginning of... Um, it's a lot of, like, Will Ferrell and, like, Adam McKay movies, Gary Sanchez productions. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So, the funny thing about Gary Sanchez is I actually listened to a podcast with Adam McKay who, like, directed, like, Step Brothers and, like, all, and, like, all Great the movies. Awesome movies, right? So, I always thought I'm, like, I always told my buddy, he was so funny, like, Gary Sanchez productions because we'll see a lot of the movies together. I'm just like, what happens if that? that's just an alias or something like Will Ferrell made up? And one time I was listening to Bill Simmons and he had Adam McKay on and they were talking about it. he goes, oh yeah, that's like Will's alias when he used to like check in at hotels, you know, you'd look at the, you know, where what, what room he was in, you couldn't find Will Ferrell, it was just Gary Sanchez, and it like, it, like blew my mind, so like that's always one of my go-to like alias for someone, or if I don't know someone's name, I'll just say like Gary Sanchez or whatever, so... You know, I wanted to come up with something that had a you know a little cool story behind it. So, are we are we going Gary or David here? I'm going Gary. Gary okay. Sanchez. Uh, Mr. Sanchez. Mr. Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Sanchez. So, we're catching up here. Um, I wanted to start by talking about this this kind of entrepreneur route that you've gone. This um, f- fulfillment by Amazon, and Amazon FBA. Can you just like explain to me and explain to everyone listening just like what that is?
1: Yeah, so a little background was, I was just looking up how to make money online. I really like traveling, really wanted to be able to make money online. So I wanted to be able to work from my computer, so I looked up how to make money online in Google. Amazon FBA was the first result, and I looked it up. So Fulfillment by Amazon means that Amazon basically does all the fulfillment side of things for you. So they will deal with customer service, deal with sending the products to customers and all of that so all you have to do is you just have to get the product to the Amazon warehouse one way or another now I do online arbitrage as well as private labeling those are two different routes in in their cells um, with online arbitrage you usually buy it from a third-party source whether that's eBay or Craigslist then you get it shipped to you you inspect it all and then you send out a big inventory amount to Amazon every two weeks, every three weeks, and the private labeling side is where you deal with Chinese manufacturers. So I find them through Alibaba, and then you basically do quality control, product sampling, product photography, and then from there, you get the product sent from the Chinese manufacturer to the Amazon warehouse. And then after that, Amazon takes care of everything. Um, The only thing you gotta do is you just gotta monitor, make sure prices are good, make sure sales are good, make sure everything's going according to plan. But besides that, it's really just a lot of upfront work.
0: And then after that, Amazon does everything themselves. Now in, in the online world that we live in, and you know, you're looking up things, and there's so many things that are, you know, scams nowadays, and you know, the whole like that one girl you went to high school with who's now doing mid mid-level marketing or Ponzi scheme or whatever it may be. Now, were you skeptical? Did you have to do a lot of digging? And research just to make sure, because like Amazon FBA, and, and when we have talked about it before, now you're explaining it again. It's one of those things that re- could like put off a lot of alarms, a lot of red flags. You're like, whoa, this may be a little too good to be true. So, did you do your homework, or, or did you just start out small and it was trial and error? Like, how, how did you really make sure like this was legit? Like, obviously Amazon, everyone knows of Amazon; course. it's a legit company. But you just wanted to make sure the process, like. This process, you know, there wasn't anything below the surface from like the initial research that you did.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing is a lot of the stuff you do see online, a lot of people are just trying to sell you something. Yeah. So I was worried that okay, you know, this is another scam, you know, another Ponzi scheme, another multi-level marketing scheme. So I started small. So yeah. I started with only two hundred dollars, and then I worked my way up from there because I realized there's no point in starting with a big financial investment because no, yeah. if things things go wrong. Then I'd be out a lot of money. But if I start out small, you know, I could throw around a few hundred bucks and I wouldn't really be too worried about anything. Um, The guy who actually mentored me paid him 500 bucks. He showed me the ropes, but I'm doing five times the amount of sales he's doing right now. So he left a lot of things out, and he isn't taking it nearly as seriously as I am, which is, that's why I was able to scale it as quickly as I was in the 10 months. because this is like your full-time thing. Yeah, this is my full-time thing. As of March, I quit my valet job that I was using to pay for my school, and I stopped pursuing um, finance. I was trying to work in uh, the financial world, stopped pursuing that, and now I just do this full-time. So I realized the potential for it, and I scaled it up to where I'm doing $50,000 a month right now, and it just keeps growing every month. So I realized that there is a potential to make a lot of money here. And I just had to believe in myself and take the risk and realize if I put all my eggs in this basket, I don't have a plan B. And I realized that, okay, you know, I can make a lot of money from this. I just wanted to go full in with this. And I didn't want to worry or regret like, okay, what if I put more time into this? This could have been my full time job and I wouldn't have to be working at a desk or for another person. Right,
0: absolutely. And I admire what you've done. And you know, there's been some people, you know, I don't, I don't think it's like, for many were bad but you know people are skeptical they're always just like eh, what, what what's he doing and and things like that one of our friends actually messaged me he like sent me one of your Instagram stories it was funny it was just like is Dean like um is he tied up with some bad people right now or whatever <laughs> like, or, 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 oh, oh I, I'm gonna have to bleep that out I, I, I have to bleep that name out Mr. sorry Mr. Sanchez but uh yeah the um <laughs> but yeah I was just like no I think he just um I was like, Dude, I'm just like he's a smart guy. Like he obviously like figured it out and he's doing well. And he's, and I think what I admire so much about you is, you know, since the dawn of time, you know, there's, there's always people that are a lot of talk. And I feel like with our generation, um, you know, you're living the dream. It's, you know, people want to be able to make a ton of money. They want to, you know, if you can do it passively, like sign me up and people want to be able to travel and yep. you're and you, all those boxes for you are checked and you're 21 freaking years old exactly. like that's amazing. that's amazing and you're, and you're 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 traveling so like you know there's skeptical skepticism from other people but like can you i know i'm kind of rambling on here but can you talk about like that wasn't an easy decision for you or was it like you when you talk about putting all your eggs in one basket no matter how big or small that is like that's a big decision you're going all in on something yeah like was was there ever like a feeling in your stomach or you know at any time where you were just like man maybe i made the wrong decision here
1: yeah so that's the thing is that honestly still to this day i still honestly second guess myself and i still worry about everything which realistically if you weren't worrying about something i don't think you're taking a big enough risk because if you're worried because if if you're not worried about it then then you're too comfortable right and it's really easy to get complacent And especially when I'm working a valet job and I'm doing this on the side and you know I'm making good money. I'm not doing nearly as enough or nearly as much as I'm doing now, but I was making about ten thousand dollars a month between all avenues, between Amazon and Valet, and you know it was easy to get comfortable. Oh yeah. But the thing is is I realized, okay, if I can scale this to fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a month, I can live the life I actually want to live. So I just had to take that risk and I realized the potential on the internet. And the thing is 99% of the world is consumers, so you gotta be a producer if you wanna actually make it to the top. If you wanna actually be a real entrepreneur, you gotta be a producer instead of a consumer. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, not going out and not starting your own business, but that's just what I wanted to do. I realized the potential with Amazon. Um, It's really simple once you, I wouldn't say it's simple, it's really easy once you get down there. There's a lot of steps involved, but once you figure out how to do it, it's really it's really easy, you, it just makes so much sense once you do it the first time and you're like, wow, how come everyone else isn't doing this? That's really what I think about every single day is, why isn't everyone else doing what I'm doing? Because it's, everything's just right in front of you and all you gotta do is you really just have to start and then get going on it. So that's what I preach to people, you know, I I kept a really low-key low key, um, business for about six, seven months. I didn't tell a lot of people about it. Right. I mentioned some stuff to you when yeah, I first right. started back when we were in a... Uh, in Vegas and everything, but, Vegas. but yeah, Vegas, what a trip. <laughs> but, but before I um, but before I actually launched my course and everything, which I launched it in July, no one really knew about anything, right. you know? No one knew exactly what I was doing. They all wondered like, what's he doing for his money? How's he able to travel and all this? But yeah, that's the thing is I didn't want to be that guy who just started talking about it two months after I got in and I was making a few thousand dollars a month. I wanted to wait until I had a proven business, until i had proven sales, and you know, I've already done well over a quarter of a million dollars in sales in 10 months, so now I realize, I'm like, okay, you know, now I can start putting some stuff out there, I have a little bit more credibility to my name, and I can start advertising this more and selling a course and teaching people how to do this, because that's the biggest thing, is people just don't understand how to do it. So I felt, why not create a course? You know, There's tons of other courses and stuff out there, but the majority of these courses, all these gurus, they don't actually help you out. They have you buy their video course and they never help you out personally. That's what I personally like doing is I help people out I make sure that they have success in doing this because I make enough money from Amazon to where if the course didn't sell, I'd be fine. You know, I wouldn't be hurting money-wise, but I want to be able to help people out, and there's tons of products on Amazon to sell. I can't, it would be impossible for me to sell every single product on Amazon. Right. So why not let other people, let our friends, let other people in the world know about this and be able to supplement their income, make an extra 1000 $2,000 a month, because that $1,000, $2,000 a month could be used for a mortgage payment, could be used for a car payment, could be used for traveling, you know? It's really it's really not that hard either. Once you figure out how to do it all, and you have the steps laid out for you, it's just right in front of you. So mm-hmm. that's why I felt like once I got to a point where I had enough credibility, it was time to tell people what I was doing and time to help some like, people out.
0: Right. And before we get into the traveling, real quick, I want to give you the, um, the option. You know, there's probably only like five people listening to this, but... If you're comfortable, if it doesn't give away your identity, Mr. Sanchez, if you want to pull up, like, where can, can you want to give out, like, where people can uh, find your program or whatever? Because I've checked it out. It's awesome stuff. And, like you mentioned, um, you know, there's options in there resources in there where you can be very hands on and, you know, you're very, very helpful. And it is actually um, an awesome program because I've checked it out, you know, personally, obviously. So, um, if you want to do that. Yeah, can... of
1: course. Yeah. So far, I mean, if anyone's listening to this podcast this far, well,
0: fingers crossed. Yeah. You, you probably.
1: <laughs> You probably already know who I am, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and plug it. So my name is uh, Dean Deepol, so if you just go to my Instagram, Dean, D-E-A-N, D-I-E-P-H-O-L-Z, you'll see all the information on there. I have free training, I have a free ebook, a free webinar to kind of get you going, and then if you actually want personal help, you know, it's I compare this to personal training. If you go to a gym, start working out with a personal trainer, your results are definitely gonna be a lot Faster than if you were to go in and start working by yourself start working out by yourself So the same thing with this course and you, know, you can figure out how to do everything by yourself But the issue is if you want to get accelerated results and you want to get everything off the ground really quickly You might as well have someone help you out and when I started I had a mentor who did not help me out that much But he still helped me out to a point to where I could get started and I wish someone like me Was able to help me out when I first started because I would have been able to scale it a lot faster right. so, so my Instagram again Dean Dipples um, I have everything linked to my bio, my free training, my free ebook, my YouTube as well. Um, so if you're this part of the podcast, you already know who I am. So it's not a big deal, but um, no one's gonna be able to find it with just searching my name. You're gonna have to yeah. watch this part of the <laughs> podcast uh,
0: to get this free info. Yeah, you have to be uh, pretty uh, pretty committed. And then, you know, you, your, po- your, your program is great, like I said. You know, it isn't, I mean, it's not, like super cheap but compared to some of the programs are out there and especially the value that you're giving i think it's awesome and and you know really you're learning it's it's part of the investment to get started with the business if you're actually serious about it so in the grand scheme of things it could be a very small investment for uh with tremendous upside, so that that's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, man.
1: Exactly, I paid $500 for someone to help me out, and I thought that was a lot of money, but once you start looking at the money and you're doing $50,000 a month, that $500 is pretty, is pretty small. So you know, I sell the course for $397, $100 cheaper than what I paid for, and I offered more personal help I give you a product to start selling when you first start out, so you that's don't have huge. to. That's yeah, huge. That's exactly. just
0: to get started and really kind of get a feel for it.
1: Exactly, so you don't have to worry about anything and you can put some money into that product and get a feel for it, like you said, and just go you from can there. Just
0: sell, if you're so worried about the process, you could just buy one of those products, sell it just to see how it works, just to get used to it, and then if you F it up or whatever, you know, you could be out, you know, depending on what you pay for it, maybe at the most like 50 bucks. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? and, and that's not huge risk no, at all. Ex- exactly, it's not a big financial risk. And it's really tough risk. to mess it up. Exactly,
1: it's really tough to mess it if up. If you follow. Yeah, if you If you have me helping you out along the way you ask for my help, after you buy the course and everything, there's no way you're gonna be able to mess stuff up. Right. So even if you're out 50 bucks, yeah, that's not a big financial investment. Most people can make that easily in a day. So right. yeah, that's the thing. Is I'd, you, you don't need a lot of money to be successful starting out with online arbitrage on Amazon FBA, so that's what I try and preach to people, make some good supplement income, and live the life they want to live, get the car they want, the house they want, they get to travel, everything, it's perfect. Boom,
0: Prestige Worldwide, that's the yes, that's the pitch right Prestige there. Prestige world Worldwide, okay, wide, wide, wide. Let, <laughs> nice, wide, 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 wide. Black leather gloves. <laughs> the whole pitch. Yeah, our music video is coming up soon. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Hose and boats. Yeah, hose <laughs> We're we'll just flipping so we don't get copyrighted there. Exactly. Um, okay, let's talk about the fun stuff. Let's talk about yeah, your traveling. Um, Everyone wants to hear. Yeah, so you have crazy stories, but you travel for free how do you do this so what? yeah this is this is another i put out a youtube
1: video about this actually is it out. Great, if if great you um, if you put all your expenses on a credit card you don't need a business you can just do this with your personal expenses right like you don't have to be interested at all in amazon um, if you put all your personal expenses on a travel credit card, travel reward credit card, I use the apply now disclaimer. There. You gotta
0: be able to pay it back. Yeah, don't just, just don't don't be like well, these two idiots on a podcast. so we just throw it on <laughs> a credit card. Don't
1: go. Don't go to credit card debt because you can't get out of it once you're in now, there. You're sure a you should pay it back yeah that's all you got to be able to do
0: okay now go ahead
1: so yeah i i use the platinum american express because i found is that that tough to
0: get approved sorry i don't mean to cut you off no, is that of course tough? is it is that tough to get um approved it's for? not t-
1: it's really not that tough to get approved because i feel be like
0: people here at american express and that's like the card of the card in terms of credit cards. yeah
1: so you the, the only thing is there's an annual fee so if you're right. not putting a lot of money into it it's not worth getting right exactly the reason i prefer american express is because they their points are universal you can use them for any airline any hotel that's incredible well if you, you Use a different card. For instance, I used to use the City American Airlines A Advantage card. You can only use that with American Airlines. Right. So I use that starting out, and I was flying only American, which is great because you can fly international with American. Everything. It's great. Right. But with American Express, I can fly in any airline in the world. Right. And so their points are universal. So right now, you know, I'm racking up thirty, forty thousand dollars in expenses on my credit card. Is that a point for a dollar? Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah. It's it's, wow. a, it's a point for a That's dollar. That's incredible. That's incredible. So between all four of my LLCs, all four of my companies, I'm racking up about thirty to forty thousand dollars worth of points and I'm putting that amount of money on the card so a round trip ticket from LAX to Tokyo is I believe 70,000 points I believe that's what I said in the video um, when I was showing the chart I believe it's 70,000 points so if you rack up for instance 60,000 points every two months that's a round trip flight to Tokyo from LAX and you don't need to go to uh, Tokyo every year no so so exactly so if you can um you can rack up sixty thousand points and you just keep saving up, you'll eventually have 300, 400,000 points and you could even fly business class if you wanted to oh, for yeah. free. You can do it up. For free, exactly. You you, Ball can, out. you can live the luxury lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Or you wanna go economy like me, you know, twenty one right. years old, I'll tough it out on a fourteen oh, hour no flight. Big deal, yeah. yeah, I'll tough it out. I'll just put some I'll toss back about three times a dose of melatonin, put some yeah. noise <laughs> some noise canceling headphones on with the sound machine yeah. and I'll pass out.
0: Yeah, that's right. So yeah,
1: that's how I fly for free and everything. It's crazy, you know, it's you know, you spend more money on a credit card, and you just get free points. So I, I always preach to people: never put money on a debit card, never pay with cash, put everything on a credit card because it's literally free money they're giving you. Of course, as long as you can pay
0: it back. Yeah, you gotta be. That is, the, that is the if. That's yeah. the but here. That's the catch. Um, so you just went on. what Was it? You were gone. You did like two or three weeks. Yeah, I was gone
1: for fifteen days exactly.
0: And mm-hmm. where long did you go? So flew into Hong Kong, fourteen okay. hour layover there, met up with. Okay, on okay, a layover like that. That's long, like. That. Yep. I I followed, you know, obviously your Instagram and I was seeing some stuff. You went to some places like... What do you have you been to Hong Kong before? Yeah, so
1: this is okay, my so second time
0: that. in Hong Kong. Okay, so you kind of knew like what to do. So, yeah, what was the move when
1: you have those 14 hours? So, yeah, my, my end goal so I planned out to have a 14 hour layover because I realized, smart, okay, you know, I that's enough time to go into the city and do everything. Because if you have about a four hour layover, it's not worth leaving right. the airport. And but you've been there before, exactly, so, so you know where to go, you don't have as yeah. much
0: to do. It was boom, perfect. 14
1: hours, boom, it was great. perfect. So, first stop when I got into Hong Kong, I saw my tailor, Sam's tailor. Shout out to Sam's Taylor. You to made get the, him on here. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to get him on I was here. I have
0: seeing some of the names that he's worked with. I'm like, yeah, Sam's
1: Taylor. Love that. Yeah, it's that. crazy. They've uh, they've done a lot of celebrities. John Hamm, a ton, yeah. a ton of guys, for instance. That's just one of the names. That's awesome. So I went and met my tailor, got a suit made. 500 bucks, fully bespoke custom suit. They get it done in 24 hours. Wow. So they, they measured me up. Incredible. So they measured me up when I got there. Got the suit and then came back six hours later. And then they did the first fitting. And then after that, they shipped it overnight to my house in Scottsdale. And that was it. And um, yeah, it's amazing. Fully bespoke, custom suit. I, I can't, I can't recommend getting a suit made in Hong Kong enough. It's extremely cheap too. For for the oh, higher yeah. quality, the higher quality material, it was 500 bucks for a nice two-piece suit. Um, it's my second time getting a suit made from him.
0: So is that it, the one you? Did you walk, rock one of those in Vegas? That yeah, blue one? Yeah, oh, yeah, that, Sexy. That, yeah, that, that, was that was flashy nice. blue one. Yeah, pretty so many compliments on the uh,
1: elevator exactly oh, so it was beautiful. so many nice so many nice compliments and that flashy blue it's perfect for oh, Vegas oh yeah it next up. time next time i'm going to get a, a red velvet for vegas ooh, ooh. full huh. red velvet pants you know
0: oh. or some corduroy yeah that would be, that'd be nice. yeah so that'll be nice yeah
1: next next Vegas trip i'm going to have to do a big with that but so that's big. we'll have the to room together again that was yeah fun. exactly so that's we'll cool. have to uh We'll have to do a big, get some custom suits, go out, you know. Got to. Go out with the bangs, senior yes, year. that's right. So, but yeah, I highly recommend getting a suit made in Hong Kong. You know, they're they're known for their tailors. But after that, I basically had the whole day to explore. So I went around, had some great food. Hong Kong had some great food. Humid as hell in Hong Kong. I mean, just, it's hot really? as hell. It's, it's 90, like 90 degrees with 80% humidity, right oh, on the water. So yeah. you walk outside for five minutes, you're drenched. It's in like sweat. a swamp, it's, it's like floor. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally like you walk outside in a steam room, in a sauna. So you just gotta prepare for that. You're gonna get sweaty. But a benefit of the Platinum American, uh, the Platinum American Express card is you can get lounge access. So mm. in the Hong Kong airport, they have a Centurion lounge, showers. Oh, so yeah. I showered when I landed, and then when I left, showered again, so I didn't have to Smart. worry about getting sweaty, it was fantastic. I highly recommend getting a rewards credit card, I can't preach it enough. So that's why I did in Hong Kong. You know, been there before. I love the city, great city. Yeah. Luckily, I wasn't involved in any of the riots. I didn't see yeah. any of that going on. Jeez. It seems like it was a, it was a Thursday when I was there. Everyone who was riding had to be at work. So they they usually ride on the weekends. So uh, it really wasn't an issue for me, but it was fantastic, though. Hong Kong's a great city, I highly recommend going there. So I planned that out okay. and then flew to Bangkok. Okay, met up with one of our other good friends, Connor. Um, we were in Bangkok
0: for three days. Crazy stories. I'll get into yeah. that. Like the what, what's the uh, Hangover Two song? It's like One Night in Bangkok. Yeah, Ed the, yeah, the, Helms. Yeah. yeah, shout out Ed Helms. What's Bang, up? Bangkok, crazy
1: city. <laughs> if if you see anything about Bangkok, it's probably true. Yeah. It's like Vegas. What happens in Bangkok stays in Bangkok. Yeah. And then we went to Phuket, Thailand, which is another yeah. little little island town. There, fantastic, great beaches, um, great scuba diving and then went to Singapore, and then on my way back, I had an 18-hour layover in Doha, Qatar. Again, okay. planned that out as well. Perfect. But I slept in Qatar that night, so I got in about 3 p.m., okay. and the thing with Qatar is they're trying to come out their tourism. So I got yeah. a five-star resort, nice room, luxury room for $20 a night. That was crazy. amazing. And that's sort of
0: another, like, I, I kind of want you to myth-bust bu- myth this a little bit. I feel like if you find the right places and you really do your homework and plan it out, traveling to all these crazy places, um, you know, from America isn't as crazy and unattainable as, you know, some may think, you know, they'll never think, you know, I can never afford that. Like, everything is just beyond expensive. Really, if you got to find the flight at the right time, then it sounds like once you get over there, um, it's not as bad as, you know, maybe you would think. Exactly. So that's the thing is even if you don't use our a,
1: a reward credit card to fly for free, I use Google Flights. Um, that's what I started out using, and you can get crazy flights. So round trip right now from Phoenix to Shanghai, China, 400 bucks, round trip. That's nothing. Exactly, 400 bucks, a lot of times, Phoenix to New York is more than that. Yeah. And this is round trip too, so it's not, this is all, this is everything, this is all fees included, two checked bags and everything. So wow. 400 bucks, round trip for the flight, and you can stay in a hotel, Airbnb, you can get a decently nice place for 15, 20 bucks a night. I stayed in Bangkok for $10 a night for a hotel room. It was perfect, you know. Had a bed, had towels, had a shower, had AC. Couldn't ask for anything else. And once you get over there, the only thing you got to worry about is food expenses. If you go to Europe, it might be a little bit more expensive. But in Thailand, you can get great meals for $1.50, $2.
0: I saw, once again, you're referencing your social media again. You and Connor. Yeah, you guys were eating some crazy yeah. stuff were you like what the hell am I putting in my mouth like, Yeah, t- talking about some of the animals and cr- insects and stuff you were eating so in Bangkok they like eating insects but yeah. to start
1: off we had crocodile because that was the first thing we saw crocodile if you've never had it it, t- it tastes like a mix between just imagine you're eating a ribeye steak but in chicken form so it's yeah. white
0: meat ribeye steak basically it probably has to feel so weird because y- you see it, it looks like chicken Yep, and then you don't Get the chicken taste. You're probably like it. Throws you off a little bit, but it sounds terrific. Oh no, it was great,
1: and you know they they lathered it up in good sauce. It tasted Ooh. really good. Yeah. and then we Is also this was like right off the street. Oh yeah, this this was a street vendor cart that's and everything. Awesome. It was crazy. Uh They just literally were cooking it on the side of the street in Kowson Road, Big Party Street. You'll you'll hear that name come up here oh, in, uh, baby. Oh, in baby. the future. But uh, yeah, and then we went to a little bit more of the adventurous. So Connor ate a scorpion about the size of my hand. Oh, Pretty that's crazy. Terrifying. Pretty, so they, pretty crazy.
0: Do they like fry it? Like how do they cook
1: it? I'm not entirely sure how they cook it. That's what I always wonder whether they air dry it or sun dry it or however they do that. But I know they spray soy sauce on it and put some salt on it to kind of get the, the flavor in it, And then you just chew on it and it really doesn't, I didn't have the scorpion so I can't attest for this. It but looks I ate some crickets and some worms and it literally just tastes like you're eating a potato chip that tastes like soy sauce and salt but like it kind of tastes like plastic.
0: So do they just really try to mask how disgusting these things are with soy sauce and salt?
1: I think so. But the weird thing is, is you think it's just a tourist scheme, you know, selling bugs. But I see locals eating it. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like, yeah, yeah, that's
0: not like a ha-ha, we gotcha. Exactly. Everyone eats
1: it. It's weird. They're that's just part of their culture, you know. So you just gotta try it out, and I definitely recommend doing it. If you're a lot more adventurous, you could eat some big centipedes, some scorpions, oh some tarantula. But I usually tried to, to stay for something that was not as big as my hand because I didn't want to put a whole scorpion in my mouth and chew on it.
0: Let's talk nightlife. Nightlife. Oh. Yeah, l- let's get to it because th- th- this is the best stuff. We've been we've been teasing the audience here, and you know this is you're, you're this is teasing me. I I want I want to yeah. hear these crazy stories you know let's let's talk about this street how how what goes on once the uh, once the Sun goes down here Khao San Road
1: if let's just say if you have money you can do whatever you want that's uh there's two main areas in Bangkok that are famous for the party there's Khao San Road and soy cowboy we went to a sky bar called the banyan tree banyan tree I'm not entirely sure by um, soy cowboy yeah. and um, we ended up going back to Khao San Road at night, but the Sky Bar is where I met the, the the first girl. We'll go ahead and call her Thai Lady Number One.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And that's like a script for like a super small part. You just see the credits at the end. Yeah, it just says school girl, school girl, school girl number one. Like, yeah, that's exactly. What it reminds me
1: of. So she was alone at the top of uh, the Sky Bar, and the thing with Thailand you have to realize is. Ladyboys boys is what they call them over there. Yeah, That's the proper name they That's give them like over there. Name. That's the proper name. It's a real thing in Thailand. So you got 33% guys, 33% girls, and 33% lady boys. And if so you guys don't know thing. what we're
0: talking about, maybe don't look, just go watch Hangover 2. Yeah, watch. It'll, it'll put it all in perspective. You'll,
1: you'll get a feel for Bangkok and from Thailand after you watch Hangover 2. Yeah. <sighs> so Skybar saw this girl alone, felt the need to go talk to her. The only issue is a lot of the girls in Thailand, a lot of them that are by themselves, and the big bar areas, they're prostitutes. Yeah, so, is that illegal really, over there? Yep, yeah, okay. there's wow. really no laws in Thailand. Yeah. No, no street laws, laws or anything. Yeah, yeah it's anarchy. Legal. You can do whatever you it's, want. Oh my it's very gosh. corrupt too. Oh
0: my gosh, I imagine so.
1: Yeah, so if, it, you, you, if you do get into trouble, a little money here and there will kind of get you out of some trouble. Yeah. So I went to go talk to her, you know, worrying about, okay, is this a prostitute or not? Well, things went well with that, ended up getting her number, and she Boom. met us on Khao San Road, which, Oof. Back to the, uh, the Capstone Road, like I said, I bring this name back up. This is a big party street. If you wanna kinda get an experience for it, you can go watch my YouTube video and see. There's clubs everywhere, bars everywhere, people walking in the street, girls grabbing your arms. And a lot of the girls, they're either ladyboys or prostitutes, you really can't tell, and they grab your arms. I do arm. tell though? You were telling me some stuff. What's sort of the, the giveaway? So the main giveaway for the ladyboys, you have to be careful of, is their, their hands. Because uh-huh. they get their Adam's apple removed, you really yeah. can't tell. With their hands, you, you they still got they still got big hands, mm-hmm. so you, you can't change that. So that's the main giveaway. But you're walking al- along these streets and you see these girls in the street, and they just grab your arm and they say, Come here, big boy, come here, big boys, and How they enticing. just enticing exactly. And you know, you're just very intrigued at that point. So, met back up with Thai girl number one. And well, you know, things went well with that, terrific at the bars and everything. She ended up being very wealthy, so she paid for everything. And yeah. then going back to her condo. Didn't that just, scare you in the moment? You're like, it did. okay.
0: It did. I don't want to be, you know, quote unquote, like indebted here, you know, whether it's money or by actions. Like what, what's the catch here? Why is she paying for all this stuff? What is she expecting?
1: To, yeah, to be honest, I was scared. I yeah, was like, why is she I paying didn't. for it? And then she invited me back to her condo. And that's the big, big no-no in Thailand. But unfortunately I had one too many alcohols, I do to call them. <laughs> alcohols, and, um, adult pops. Yeah, adult pops, and I was not um, in the best frame of judgment, so I was worried, but you know, she ended up just keep paying for stuff, she kept wow. paying for stuff, so I just ended up going with it. Funny story, before we went back, she actually bought some bugs, and she ate some crickets in the what? in the taxi back what? to her condo, and so, like I said, it's not a tourist thing, yeah. the locals actually eat it, so we did that, ended up going back to her oh, place, goodness. and all of that. Um, a big scare in Thailand that you have to worry about is um, this is let's fast forward a little bit through a couple of weeks now. A big scare in Thailand you have to worry about is they have a lot of uh, STD problems over there. Yeah, so you know I had her number and everything, and she sent me a picture of her in the hospital. So my first thought is, oh no, oh, something great. happened. Yeah, something happened. She sent me a picture, right? And then so I asked her and she says, Don't worry, no, no STD. So I was like, oh, thank God. But then she said, I will die soon. And I said, What? I said, what? And then she told me she had terminal cancer. Oh it was the most crazy thing. God. I felt absolutely terrible. I was oh I God. I couldn't believe it. I was like it, What do you even th- like what you even
0: what the hell goes to your head?
1: Exactly. You, you know, think? I may have only talked gotta to her. You feel
0: sick to your stomach, you had to feel so bad.
1: I yeah, I, I may have only talked to her for an hour or so in Thailand, but when she tells me that, you know, I s I gotta feel upset. That's you know a what I mean? It is. So when she told me that I had I just didn't know and I I'll, I'll talk to her here and there when she needs some talking to right. me, but I don't, it's kind of, I stay away from that now, you know? Yeah, no, gosh. So that was a crazy night in Bangkok. Where'd she
0: get all her money?
1: So, Doesn't she have an interesting story? Yeah, so actually her dad is a Canadian real estate developer Yeah. where he was very wealthy and uh-huh. he was in Thailand, I believe in Bangkok as well, 20 years ago, so she was... She was actually 40 years old. So wow. yeah, I, I went for twice my age. Okay. I swinging for my fences, there swinging you go. for the fences here. Cougar. And um, so yeah, and she had a rich dad and apparently he got a Thai girl pregnant um, back when he was in Thailand when he was 20 yeah. years old and he just moved back to Canada and basically just kept giving her money. So yeah. she doesn't do anything. Her dad just gives her a lot of money. And these props to him. Exactly. Give money, Most yeah. people want it. Exactly, they would just leave leave the, the baby there, but yeah. he. He provided for it and everything so good for him so yeah that was kind of a crazy story with that and i was only in bangkok for realistically three nights and that was the last night and it was oh my god i was like wow this is thailand yeah so then Jesus. we ended up going to phuket so that's where uh connor was working at Yeah. so we went to phuket thailand had a great time there so phuket also famous for partying um their big street there for partying is Bangla road is what Bangla they call road. it so
0: yeah, Bangla for, Road. for those of those for those of you that are taking notes at home yeah, the, yeah this, is, this is Bangla Road if you want
1: to go and have some fun <laughs> so you know Thailand's a beautiful country there's a lot to do during the day this is just the nightlife scene where if you yeah. want to have some fun at night you can yeah. and I figured you know you might as well experience what their culture I want to say what their culture is known for but there's a lot of local people who promote this so yeah. you might as well go out and experience it right. for for some shits and giggles, let's call it. Yeah, and, and I love that
0: about you guys, like, the, you know, you're going out there, like, you talked about, um, last time we talked a little bit, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to see, you know, some of the historical, you know, like, pretty stuff, you know, like the temples and things like that that you talked about, but it's like, no, we are throwing ourselves into the eye of the hurricane of here, and, and we are going to totally live it up, we are just going to immerse ourselves in this culture and go out and, and have fun, and not everyone that does that, whether they're studying abroad or traveling, they have more of a mild trip, Exactly. And you know, you know, I know you. You know you got your back here. You're a little bit, you know, more calm, can yeah. be a little more reserved. But you're like, you know, I'm gonna live it up to the fullest. I think that's awesome. Like that's what you have to do. I feel like like you can't miss out on that. Exactly. So that's that's the thing is. You
1: know, if you're in another country, you might as well go out and try. You know, here you hear all these crazy stories about Bangkok or yeah. Thailand in general. Right. So you might as well go out and, and do it. You know, if it's, if it's that that's not your scene, don't do it. I'm not judgmental. You know, if you want to go out there, experience the temples, experience the cultures, just have a nice laid back time, go to the beach, go go out and do it. You know, I'm not judgmental. You can do whatever right. you want, but I wanted to go out and have some partying, you know, have some fun, you know, while while um, exactly. Ahead. So fast forward to Tuesday night on Bangla Road, we went to a big club, one of the famous clubs there, called Illusion. It's a big club, big Western-style club, where they even have um, big-name DJs. They're like, Marshmallow has actually oh, wow. DJed there. Yeah, so it's It's a, literally a, like
0: the Vegas, but over there. Yeah, exactly, the, the yeah, it's,
1: it's crazy. So they have a lot of big-name people over there. I think it was ranked in the top 60, best 100 clubs in the world, so wow. it, it's got a lot of recognition. Legit. yeah. So their, their catch is, up until 11 p.m., it's unlimited drinks. So great place for pre-gaming what? and only 20 bucks, 20 US dollars for a limited drink. So, you know, if oh you, you go to Vegas, you'll pay 20 bucks for a single drink. Maybe, yeah. depending on where you're at, they'll be like, you got five more bucks? Exactly. For this so, tequila soda, you peasant. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's no tipping either in Thailand either. So 20 bucks <laughs> is 20 bucks. It's just straight up. You pay 20 bucks for a wristband thin. and you get housed. Yeah. So we oh got housed Gosh. and then we went to something called a ping pong show for all of you who don't know it's not
0: table tennis no
1: it's not table tennis it's um it well is. girls make things appear from um i'll let you you kind of figure out where where they come from so use your imagination yeah so for instance well there was a frog we saw a, a frog a frog oh a, a live frog that was the first one it kind of blew my mind i was like all right and then a bird a small bird oh <laughs> my God. It was. Unbelievable!
0: Little birdy came out of the birdhouse. Yep.
1: So there's. Jesus. So it's uh, it's kind of crazy. And then you know I feel terrible for these girls. You can just tell they're not having fun. Oh no! Yeah, that's
2: yeah. I was I was there,
1: and I just felt oh this is disgusting. Why am I here? And then they get to the um, the water bottle where they kind of swish water around and put it back, and then they offer it to the crowd. And well, there was some adventurous young fellow who felt the need to. Try some of the water. He was parched. Yeah,
0: he needed he needed a sip. Yeah, so oh he was thirsty. God. You know, he quenched his thirst. That's disgusting.
1: And then the next thing they did was they had cigarettes where they smoked <laughs> cigarettes.
0: Is <laughs> that so a dumb. genetic thing? Like, yeah, you know, what you yeah, you show up in the first day of university school? What, what's a special skill? Like, oh, my mom could uh, smoke cigarettes with uh, not her mouth. Yeah. So I also can smoke cigarettes with not my mouth.
1: Yeah, it's it's it just gets passed down the okay. generation. Yeah. Oh my God. And well, the same guy who drank the water felt the need to take some oh, of the cigarettes.
0: Man. And he did. His so, mouth is probably swollen shut now and just oh, yeah. disgusting diseases. Oh, I can
1: imagine. So fast He's forward actually, this guy, I swear, there has to have been, a, like I'm 95% sure, fast forward, I saw this guy on my flight to Singapore. I was 95% <laughs> sure. Not only was he on my flight to Singapore, there was a little kid with him. He had a baby and a wife. So whether or not it was the same guy, I'm 95% sure, 95, I, he looked exactly the same. He was with the same people I think that yeah. he was with that night. And he was on the flight with a kid and his wife. So whether he wanted to go out and have some fun with his, with his boys, whether it was a bachelor party, I have no idea. Either way, I don't, hey man, what happens in Thailand, stays in Thailand. You pass,
0: when he went to the bathroom, did you pass a little note over there like, hey, you should probably get tested. Yeah. And, don't, and don't let him kiss your child.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, oh, I made, sure to, uh, made sure to let him know. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, Thailand. It's, uh, Thailand is a crazy place, and if you have money, you can do whatever you want. It sounds like it. And there are no rules. Oh, my line, gosh. And there's nothing holding anyone back. And then the next place I went to was Singapore. Singapore is very first world country.
0: Yeah, Singapore is pretty.
1: Yeah, great country. You know, they filmed Crazy Rich Asians there. I'm sure a lot of you guys have uh, probably seen that. Right, great, great film. So highly recommend it. So yeah, that's where they filmed that there, very first world. Everything was nice and clean. They're very respectable. Um, if you go to Asia, well for instance, Singapore, first world uh, first world country in Asia, don't mess with drugs. In Singapore they're very they're very
0: strict on their laws there. Spitting, not allowed. Yeah, Chewing I gum, had, not allowed. I had um some cousins, some my aunt, uncle and some cousins, they lived there. My uncle's job moved him there, and one year for Christmas they bought me this shirt with all like the crazy laws that are in Singapore. Like you said, like was like jaywalking, yep. chewing gum, spitting, like that's like a fine. Like yeah, it, it's, it's a like hefty so fine. serious, yeah. It's a
1: hefty fine. But drugs, they do not mess with drugs. They no. when you come in and you fill out the immigration card, there's a big red circle that says drugs equal death penalty. So wow. don't mess with drugs if you go to Singapore. That's all I can tell you. It's, oh it's not gosh. worth it. But, Jeez. But like I said, hell. you know, Singapore is a great country. It's amazing, clean, people are really nice. It's very it's very interesting because mm-hmm. it is an Asian country, but it's very it's very international. There's a lot of nationalities there. There's really no one nationality that stands out, I'd say. But English is one of their main languages and it's in Asia. So I felt it was similar to Tokyo and how clean it was and how many people there were. However, everything was in English, but white people were still uncommon over there. Okay. So it's very, it's very weird, because everyone speaks English, but white people are still uncommon over there. So after going to um, Hong Kong, Thailand, Japan, and everything like that, you, know, you get very accustomed to being in Asia and not, people not speaking English. You, know, right. you get used to that, you understand you're in a different country. However, in Singapore, everyone speaks English. Everything is in English, but it's the same type of environment as those other countries. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very different. It's it's very good if you're worried about culture shock and you want to go to Asia. Great place to experience because you can get a lot of Western stuff there. And it's very Westernized. It's a great wow. great country.
0: So you had a hell of a trip. You were everywhere. You were gone for a little over two weeks. You know, and I know you've talked about the you know you wanted to live you. you you felt one time in my life I want to live in Asia yeah and, and you did your two weeks you know your trial you had a ton of fun and now what's next because you're going back for this semester for sort of a is this just travel or is it study abroad or it's technically you're going through like a school program yeah right? yeah. yeah so
1: this is a it's called the Kappa program it's a partnership through ASU yeah they partner with a lot of schools and, and you I'm leave going, like in a week tw- yeah tw- tw- I, tw- nine? yeah I, okay. I leave on the 27th so oh, I believe it's six okay. days from now I have About five and a half days from now, I'll be on a flight to Shanghai right now. So I'm going to Shanghai, China. Shanghai, China, never been there, but I've always wanted to live abroad, and I felt studying abroad was the best way to do it, because if I didn't like it, I would always be coming back. Exactly. Um, I was going back and forth a lot once my business started taking off, but after working in Thailand when I was there and everything, I realized, well, I can still focus when I'm abroad, so I'll be perfectly fine over there. So, yeah, I leave in six days. will be a great experience living in a foreign country, especially China. China's pretty crazy. There's a lot going on there right now, first yeah, of all. yeah, It's very different than America. So, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going by myself. I know of uh, someone who's actually from ASU who's going to be there. Nice. Um, I've never met him in person, but been talking to him on the phone and everything. And so I'm excited. It will be a great time. And yeah, I'll get the full international experience. I'll get to live abroad and see if I really like living in another country, especially living in China. So I'm really excited for that. It's going to be pretty crazy. I'm going to see a lot of crazy stuff, I'm sure, especially in China. You know, it's, it's a lot different than America. Their, yeah. their cultural norms are not our cultural norms that we have in America. So that's something you got to be hesitant about. And you've got to, you got you got to understand that you can't do what you do in America over there because it just won't fly. And if you get arrested in foreign countries, there's no right to a lawyer like there is in America. No. And they may or may not contact the embassy if you ask them to. Right. So if you do something that gets you into trouble, you got to you just got to prepare for yourself that you're not going to be, they're not going to be speaking to you in English and they're not going to be cooking you breakfast in the morning. No,
0: there's definitely not the, what's what's the term sort of, you know, the due process. Yeah. You know, due process. You will, yeah. That, you know, you would, that we're so accustomed to. And that's yep. what, you know, really does, you know, why there are, obviously there's problems with everywhere, but that's one thing that really does make our, our country great. You get your, you know, at least that's what the law is. That's what yep. the rules are that you get your, get your uh, due process and innocent until, uh, until proven guilty. But like you mentioned, not many other places are like that.
1: No, exactly. And even if you're a foreigner in America, you know, you still get the same rights as an American does. Yeah. So that's the that's the crazy thing about it. So that's what you just gotta realize when you go to these foreign countries is you have to make sure to study up on their laws or cultural norms before you go. You know, if you don't do anything I'd say illegal or anything like crazy, you know, you don't go to the right. bars and just go to tourist attractions, hang out, walk around, nothing's ever gonna happen to you. You know, all these countries are very safe. China, well, for instance, Shanghai, the city that I'm going to be in in China, it's extremely safe. I, I will feel safer walking around there at night than I would walking around Arizona and Phoenix and stuff. Interesting. Just because there's no, people really don't jump you over there, you know, yeah. there's a chance of you getting pickpocketed, maybe, uh-huh. but, you know, that just comes with everything, you know what I mean? But if you have your phone in your pocket and everything you're watching, it, it won't be an issue. You know, it's very rare that anything actually happens to you. So as long as, you know, you treat it like you're in a different country and you treat their culture with respect, you have nothing to worry about. So I'm very excited for it. It'll be a great experience. I'll definitely be documenting a lot of it through my social media, through Instagram, through YouTube, and all that kind of yeah. stuff.
0: How do you like doing the YouTube stuff? It, it gives you a, a new appreciation once you start. Because I've noticed that, too, after yeah. the internship where, where I've learned how to do more of the production behind the scenes stuff, like the editing and things like that. Do you sort of have, you know, I remember you, you talked about like you weren't sure how you were going to like it, but you liked being in front of the camera a little bit more. You're more comfortable and you really like, you know, putting the putting the videos together. Doesn't it sort of give you more appreciation when you're kind of putting the whole project together? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. So
0: I watch a ton of YouTube. I've watched YouTube since sixth grade. I yeah. started
1: off watching Ray William Johnson when he would do YouTube video awesome. reviews. That guy's an OG YouTube guy for anyone who's been watching YouTube. Oh, for, a for a sure. But I started making some YouTube videos in high school. I made two bodybuilding videos. Um, about me working out and my diet and all that, but I filmed it with my phone, I was a senior in high school, so there was a lot going on, I didn't really enjoy it. I felt like I was only putting content out there to make money, because I saw everyone else making money. Right. And I was like, you know, this is the way to make money, and that was all I was focused on, but now, come three years later, 2019, I have a real camera, I have a job, or I wouldn't say a job, I would have a business I started that's making me good money, so I don't have to rely on YouTube and only rely on YouTube for making money, so I can put out the content I want, the content that I enjoy and I'm not only focused on making money from it and I'm not only focused on, okay, I have to put out exactly what people want to see. I want to put out stuff that I want to make and I want to film and if I don't want to film it, I'm not going to film it. And th-
0: that's that's when you, I feel like, get the best product because when you're not, like you said, relying on it so much, that's when it comes off more genuine and authentic. You know, you're not at the point where, oh yeah, do this just to make money or this is what makes money and you're sort of like selling out. Like yeah. when, when, it, when you're not dependent on it, um and you have other things going for you that's i feel like that's when you know you really kind of find magic and you find joy in the content that you're creating exactly so
1: yeah as long as that's the biggest thing i saw from a lot of successful you, youtubers is they said if you're only in this to make money you're going to burn out extremely yeah. quick because if you're only trying to make money from it the first year, or two years, it's gonna take a while to get off the ground. A lot oh, of these yeah. YouTubers are gonna make money for their first three years doing it, you know? Right. But if you stay consistent on it long enough, put out quality content, you build up a solid fan base, it will slowly build upon itself and continue to grow. And then the hundred, the the ten views turns into a hundred views, turns into a thousand to ten thousand to a hundred thousand. Right. So it just takes a long time. And you have to realize that this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Of course, if you're a celebrity or a famous athlete, you make a YouTube channel, you're going to have a pretty big fan base starting out. For sure. But if you're just some uh, some regular person who's trying to get a fan base out there, yeah, it's great. And my favorite thing about it is documenting my travels. Right, yeah. So like I said, I brought the camera out there for for my trip to Thailand and Singapore and all that. And I got to film it. And watching everything three weeks later was fantastic. I got got to relive every moment. And now it's engraved on the internet so i'm going to be able to rewatch it 10 10 years from now 5 10 years from now and be like wow that was a great trip i had i had a lot of great memories from that trip
0: that's awesome well dean it's been a pleasure catching up of course um great you know to see you. yeah great to see you enjoy your trip have an awesome time do some crazy stuff so we can of talk course. about it when you come back on the podcast again i'd love to be back um, then b- before we sort of sign off here plug your stuff again where people can find you and like your course and uh, your YouTube and all that stuff, so they can follow you and check you out.
1: Yeah. So again, just search my name, Dean D E A N, and my last name is Depols D I E P H O L Z. My website is deandepols.com. My YouTube is Dean and my Instagram is Dean Easy. If you go to my Instagram, it has my YouTube, my website, um, and you can see everything on there. You can keep up with my travels when I'm traveling all around China this fall, and you can also find everything that I'm going to be doing in terms of my business. And you can hit me up, ask me any questions you have in regards to my business, and I'll be more than happy to help you out.
0: Awesome, Dean. Keep keep doing the good man's Appreciate work. Appreciate it. Man. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks well, for having me. Oh, absolutely. All right, everyone. So that was my sit-down interview with my good friend Dean D. Poles, aka Mr. Gary Sanchez. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of the podcast. It was a ton of fun uh, for me. Really looking forward to doing more of these. And you know, once again, guys, be sure check out Dean's social media, uh, Dean Depoles on Instagram, if you want to learn more about his program and just kind of follow him and all of his traveling adventures. Go to that Instagram, and he has all of his other different platforms linked up uh, right there. That's where we'll be able to find everything. So, guys, in the meantime, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, whether you are listening on Spotify, whatever it may be. Please do that for me. It'll help me out a ton. Really appreciate it, guys. And until next time, enjoy this nice, smooth jazz.